Welcome back to the Out of Towners Football Podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Simon. And I'm Tom. For once. He's here, isn't he? I mean, we're here. <laughs> I know, yeah, it's been... I feel victimised already. <laughs> I feel like it's not going to get any better either. It's really not, no. Especially when I'm looking at our notes. Yeah, we take notes. We prepare sometimes. I'm prepared. I'm looking at our I notes. mean, have we re- prepared eight fixtures worth of stuff? We've probably not prepared however many months worth of stuff. We don't need it. We're professionals. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about no, no, if we were we'll professionals, talk... we wouldn't have had a, a break of about six months. Well, United have had a break for about the past five years. They're <laughs> <laughs> professional footballers. Yeah, fair point. So should we just talk about the Premier League since it's been a while? I mean, are we going to... Uh, in our notes, I put some really important information right at the top. Yeah, but if we say that... If we say that word, we're going to we have to change. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, big parental advisory, wouldn't it? Yeah, the listeners can guess. I put United out, and it's a five-letter word, which you can say in a four-letter word. And rhymes with night. And with the E on the end, yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, anyway, I think they, I think they've got that by the rhyme no. of night. I don't think they needed the E clarification, but we're all yeah. teachers in here, aren't we? Except from Tom. Um, so Liverpool are top of the table, quite comfortably as well. I mean, I'm okay with it. I'll be honest with you, I'm really okay with it. Eight games played. How many? How many have we won? Eight games played, Tom. How many have Liverpool won? I just want to hear you say it. Maybe a couple. My next question is going to be great. How many have you won, Tom? I reckon all of them, but it sounds of it. So if they've, if they've played eight games and won eight games, how many points have they got? Um, um, <laughs> um, eight times three, Tom. 24. Yay! Ooh, that was great. So yeah, uh, Liverpool top This is going to be a big time <laughs> episode. Have you forgot to talk? Audio podcast. Yeah, so Liverpool top of the league on 24 points. City, um, it's not no surprise that City is second, but back on um, 16 points yeah so 8 points back uh, 8 games in it's it's a nice nice little buffer to have at this stage of the season um, but is this is where you play it now it's the most at this stage of the season it's the, it's the biggest gap to ever have been yeah but I'd like to see this is not the first time that Liverpool have had such a well no because we were we Last season, I think the the biggest difference between us and City when we played the amount the same amount of games was seven points, and that was around Christmas, and we saw how that ended. So at this stage of the season, so many things can happen. I mean, um, the Champions League hasn't really got going, we, and, and the Champions, FA exactly. Cup, Carling Cup, not yeah. Carling Cup, Carabao. How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> and we've got the the Club World Cup um, over December as well. So it, there's so many games to play. If we're eight points clear in March, then I'll be I'll be starting uh, thinking of a victory period, but nowhere near now. Especially since we're not playing that that well. So I was at the Sheffield United game. I mean, you all saw the highlights. It was an absolute cock up from Dean Henderson. We shouldn't have won that game. Um, we conceded three in the space of about 10-15 minutes against Salzburg. Played well against Leicester last weekend. I know it took a last-minute penalty, uh, but we played well up until Madison equalised. We should have been four or five nil up, so that was promising. And uh, and our next game is against Charlotte. Tom, we're playing Charlotte. No, I'm joking. We're playing United, aren't we? You might have thought that Charlotte. You're gonna get a better, better game. Worst thing about that, I was nodding along. Then, like, yeah, yeah, you like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> so, City is second, and we'll, I think we should probably talk about why they're second so if they were second by a point or two this wouldn't be that much of a discussion no they've lost second by eight points they've lost two uh, and two pretty 
pretty big games they've lost, really, in the grand scheme of things. It wasn't against a Chelsea, it wasn't against a... Well, they've dropped, they've, there have been three games where they've dropped points. There have been the two losses that you're talking about, and then a draw at the empty hard against Spurs. And those get even though they absolutely battered Spurs, and he did, and they should have won, those games can happen against teams that on a, can be on a similar level to you, um, game by game, on a game by game basis. That can happen. So that draw against Spurs wasn't exactly... Well, in the grand scheme of things, when you look at Spurs now, but we'll come to them later. Uh, In terms of the results, uh, the losses for City, they lost 3-2 down at Carroll Road. Mm. Uh, That was a couple of weeks ago now, which, I mean... That was a shock. Norwich have turned up to the Premier League. They've not just... They have, but since then, they've not played very well. Yeah, I mean... They seem to be still riding the crest of that wave. When you look at Sheffield and you look at where Aston Villa are, it's, you know... All three teams who have come up... Are above above us. (laughs) Oh, no, Norwich are below us, sorry. I think that's because of Norwich Norwich have tailed off since the City game. But all three teams that have come up, I can't remember a time when... A group of promoted teams, a group of three promoted teams, have been as good as they are. Yeah, they are. so that usually there's at least one whipping boy well, you think, in there. You think last season, you know, you had Cardiff who didn't overly bolster the squad. You had Fulham who ridiculously bolstered the squad with just terrible signings and became um, whipping boys. Oh, so much! And then who were the third? You had Cardiff, Fulham. Fulham. God knows. Where's, where's our research man? Exactly. I mean, but the the one team that I wanted to mention as well in that group, they, they didn't come up last, uh, for last season. They came up the season before was Huddersfield because obviously they stayed up their first year and went yeah, down last did. year. But Huddersfield were very much the whipping boys yeah. last season. Uh, bottom. Watford by, are looking perilous this season. Wolves, Wolves came. Yeah, Wolves. Were, yeah. Wolves oh, came. Wolves are class. So, Wolves are class. But you look at Cardiff and you look at Fulham, who went straight back down last mm. season. I lied. It wasn't Wolves. Um, Our research man is turd, isn't he? For a lot of cities, we're white teams eighteen, and he gave me the wrong table. Um, Norwich, Sheffield. No, that's this season, Tom. Well, <laughs> funny thing is, this is now brought back a memory. Tom didn't. Tom didn't know Cardiff were in the Premier League until about March. Didn't. I was playing Should FIFA. We just stop now. Should we just stop now? I, I was playing. I was playing FIFA, and. I, drew, I played against him and I just stopped for a minute going, when did Cardiff turn up? I mean, there was a fairly kind of tragic story that involved Cardiff last season, so how could you have forgotten that one? Well, I feel bad now. Yeah, you probably should. Anyway, uh, so Watford, <laughs> three points after eight games, they're not doing well, no. especially when they've brought they've brought in some... An old manager. Yeah. Who's new again. But, I mean, this, this uh, new winger they've got, I think um, I think they were wrong to get rid of uh, Grasser in the first place. I think he did fantastically with them last year. The only issue is I don't think they'll have really mentally recovered from being absolutely walked all over by City in the FA Cup final. To get to the FA Cup final for Watford is an incredible achievement. The issue is when you're on one of the biggest stages in front of the world, because the world watches the FA Cup yeah. final, when you lose, what was it, 6-0? Six, was it 6-0, 6-1? Something stupid like that in the FA Cup final. We used to have a guy who could have tried right, out so for I'm going us. to try this again. I'm going to try the stat thing again. This is why I got taken off. Well, there shouldn't be too many games against City in an FA Cup final because both teams didn't exist. And we shouldn't have to probably wait maybe a minute or so for him to find these. No. So, I'm just I mean, I'm pretty sure the job spec when he was hired... It was 6-0. 6-0. Right, the reason why I got took off it is because of this reason I'm useless at getting stats. 
Just right. again starts. <laughs> so I, th- I think they won't have got over that. Losing in their first kind of big proper game, first FA Cup final in God knows how many years, losing 6 0. If they'd have lost 1 0 or 2 1, then fair enough. Yeah. But mentally, that stuffed them over the summer. And it doesn't look like they. And then obviously, to go and play City again at the Etihad and lose 8 0. Was it 8 2? Oh, you're really asking it now, aren't you? And it wasn't long ago. But I just know that City scored 8 against them. Yeah, defensively, yeah, 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 defensively they're not they're not there Watford, um, yeah. and I don't think changing Gracia for the manager who you sacked to yeah. replace with Gracia yeah, 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 is yeah. the is the right is the right move. So, Let's just go back to silver hat trick where we yeah, something's not quite right at Watford where we came from. But um, so City lost to Norwich and then they lost to Wolves two nil um, and a Dharma Traore brace. No. There's a lad that I work with who's a big City fan, knows his football, um, and he was like, well, they played poorly, City, he said there's yeah. no doubt about that. Um, he said it was probably a mix of just not creating enough chances, De Bruyne wasn't there, Laporta wasn't there, but he's, Traore got all the headlines, but he was he was adamant that Traore is a poor footballer. He's a poor footballer, he's, he's a poor footballer with a great pair of legs. Yeah, he, that sounded a bit That sounded weird. Do you know what? I stand 100% behind it. <laughs> He's he's a speed merchant, and actually both times he finished fantastically in front of the away end. So fair play to him. It was a bit of a smash and grab. Uh, but saying that, just to contradict slightly, actually the first two chances at the Etihad went to Wolves on the mm-hmm. counter attack, and they put them mm-hmm. wide. So, Can, I mean, do you know what the most humorous thing to come out of that two nil loss was? The on. fact that on Twitter. Pep out was uh, was trending pretty hard. That's mad. That now I don't know how how many City fans were genuinely saying that or whether no, it was. I think a, it was. A, a joke, a lot, but I think it was probably a lot of United and Liverpool fans probably yeah. taking the mic. But I mean, how many seasons have they just absolutely dominated? I mean, I know they've they've been hit by a lot of injuries though as well. Well, losing Sane, I think, is a big one because they were looking to sell him, and I'm sure they had a they had thoughts of a replacement. Some, yeah. And then he got this bad ACL, is it? He got uh, yeah, because yeah. he was going to go to uh, Bayern, wasn't he? Instead, just he got think, Coutinho. Yeah, I just think with City, um, they've got inju- the, the issue for them is that they've got in- injuries to Laporta and Stones at centre back. But if Pep is as good a coach as he is, why can't he get a tune out of the likes of Otamendi, who who's won league titles with City? Yeah, he's so, and yet he's been absolutely atrocious this season. Otamendi has made mistake after mistake after mistake. I completely understand why they didn't go for Maguire. Um, I've I've heard loads of people saying that the and loads of journalists and papers saying they're in trouble right now. They're eight points behind Liverpool because they didn't buy Maguire. They let him go to United. Mm. Maguire's made no difference at United, and he went on the bench at City. I believe. About six and a half months ago, when we last did a podcast, I made quite the point on this that you, Maguire you was a quite a few stats about yeah. his positioning at Leicester, and because we both, I'm I'm the I'm the the talkative one. You're the one who actually backs it up with some evidence. I'm not big on evidence, um, but Simon basically backed up a lot of what I said. Just from watching Maguire, I got the feeling that he's the kind of no nonsense John Terry type. Defender, throw his head on everything, throw blocks in. And that's what I see on Twitter as well. United yeah. fans posting clips saying, my centre-back is better than your centre-back and showing him, kind of putting his body on the line. And that's great. But the reason United spent £80 million on a centre-back 
was because they wanted some, someone to come in and pretty much galvanise their back four. You didn't five. want a just better than bang average defender. Yeah, you didn't want a decent version of a Nemanja Vidic. You need, they wanted someone like a Van Dijk nowadays. Someone like, I mean, United fans know well, Ferdinand, Marshall, that Fair, back uh, Fabian Schaaf. <laughs> like that, yeah, we spoke about that. They wanted someone to come in who, who could literally look right and look left and tell everyone in that back line where to be, where to stand. Maguire's never been that type of defender. And yeah. we'll talk about it later, but he's showing his shortcomings with England now as well. He's not an £80 million player. He really isn't. And I think Leicester will be looking at the um, the lad who's replaced him. I cannot pronounce his name. I know his name and I apologise. Is that the Turkish He's the Turkish lad yeah, at the yeah, back, yeah. the number four for Leicester. We were watching... Sanku or whatever. Yeah, we were at the game last week. Um... And Leicester do not miss him defensively. Uh, Leicester do not miss Maguire defensively at all. This lad outran Salah. He actually stayed with him and beat him in a couple of foot races. And the fact that Leicester aren't missing Maguire says a lot more about United and Maguire than it does about Leicester. And their recruiting process. Hagla Soyunku. Yeah, because we were, we were looking and we said, right, who is number four? We looked at his name on the programme. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to try and say that. But he is quality. So wherever he's come from, Tom, wherever he has come from, Freiburg. how am I going to spell his name? <laughs> Freiburg. I think the problem is, though, is that you're looking at Maguire and the problem with United is we need to have a problem at centre-back. We've still got Ashley Young, who's a horseshoe left midfielder. But he's only there because of injury, isn't he? Really? Yeah, but... So we've Shaw's we've injured, Wan-Bissaka's we've still injured. got We've still got um, Delot. We've obviously got rid of Damien, but we've still Probably got... Probably Delot played well the other night. Was he it did. the Europa League or was it well, the League Cup or some second take? still relying on Ashley Young, who can't cross the bottom. He's woeful. He's he, got didn't, he didn't hear that slight then. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. He's, he's woeful. And it's just so many problems with that team. But, but, can we come on but to... Maguire, but, one second, but Maguire has been bought to show defensively at least... Yeah, to make you a little better. You're making the statement about eighty million. Is, but this is this is not like. But he's been uh, eighty million. No, but how how are we going to attract players to that team? But the, uh, this Sunku was eighteen million worth of player. Yeah, but you're telling me, you're telling me, you're telling me you've picked Leicester over. You're Man United. You're telling me you've not got the scouts. Actually, I'll tell you what the issue is. And I was talking about this a, a little while ago. The thing is, apparently, in that United. Um, Backroom, there are still scouts from Van Gaal's era. There's still scouts from the Mourinho era, it's a mess. and there's no scouts from the Solskjaer era. So you're not, you're not. You've got no clubs are mess. You've got no straight line. You're not going down a straight path towards goal. Here. Maguire wasn't bought just to show up the back line. Maguire was bought because he was a big name and it was a marquee yeah. signing that Edward Wood would have loved, and, and it did. That's at, what we're at the time. At the time. I mean, United fans uh, are quick to have a pop at Woodward, but at the time, when you spent eighty million on Maguire, I barely saw any United fan saying that's ridiculous. I saw United fans going, "Yeah, that's exactly what." It's you almost mean. like when and Liverpool bought Van Dijk, they were trying to justify it, but we've seen how Van Dijk's well, turned. Van Dijk's um, justified it himself, by the way, his performance. So but I don't think Maguire's ever going to justify it because he's not. He's not. Look a world-class player. We, we've argued whether he'll win the Ballon d'Or or not, and that, that's not the point. But will Maguire in eighteen months' time? even spoken about as a Ballon d'Or winner no oh, he's never going to do because so why when was the last, million when was the last English player to win a Ballon d'Or Michael Owen won it when it was a European player of the year what I'm saying is United have basically spaffed 80 million on a player panicking that they need 
and they, they think they need all they, what they need is to actually up their recruiting game look at Leicester That's and going for this lad from Freiburg they're not or just go into Newcastle's <laughs> youth system and pick carry, they wanted one long staff they should have been after the other, after the, other yeah, exactly. the problem with United is there's, there's so much there's, there's so much a mess and it's just an absolute it's just a mess there's I stuff. think I think we could. Who did you put that down to? I don't know. I, like, like you just said, then we've we've had we've had Van Gaal's direction taken us one way. Then we switched. The, we've completely gone the other way with Mourinho. Now we've got a different way. We've we've. Did you go a completely different way? Yeah, I go. Did you completely go a different way? Because both Van Gaal and Mourinho are both world class coaches. I'm they're, not saying they're, they're both world class, but they're also both very pragmatic coaches. Yeah, they will grind out and play yeah, yeah. football for results. Now the issue is. You've sat Mourinho, and as everyone listening, all three of you, and, I'll, know, and I'll Mourinho, say, I'm not Mourinho's biggest fan. I'll say that I argued that it was the wrong decision at the time. I thought Mourinho was doing the best. With, he got you, what was it, second, and he got yeah. you a, a Euro. And I, I, I'd, I'd go with that. Look, look at you, you've sat Mourinho, obviously, you brought Ollie in. You had a, a manager there who, if he'd have been backed, maybe maybe he wouldn't have gone for Maguire. I knew he, he, I know he was looking at him, but give Mourinho the money that Ollie was given to spend, yeah, like on fifty million on Bissaka and eighty million on. I'm not by stupid players like Fred. I mean that 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 screams of a non-Mourinho signing because Mourinho barely played him. So oh. if, if if Fred was one of Mourinho's boys, he'd have played him. Well, he didn't. It's I, I saw an interview that uh, was just after he got sacked on one of them. I think it was BN Sports, and he said that Pep wanted a goalkeeper. He got Claudio Bravo, who didn't turn out to be the goalkeeper he wanted, and then he got Edison. When Mourinho wanted to replace the back four, he he got what was it wanted to, wanted to be to fair. To be fair, yeah. and we've said this a few times, Mourinho signed Lindelof and Bay. So to Lindelof, Lindelof. Coming starting to starting but he's, he's still, but he's still a weak link in that defence Lindelof if you hit, if you I, see I, mistakes I think actually Young is more of a weak link yeah but because Lindelof next to a to a Maguire to, no Lindelof to a a, defend, a defender who's tactically very aware good player Lindelof next to another player who needs a player who's tactically aware as in Maguire they're both looking at each other like where do we go who's who's it's the recruitment process at United but uh, I mean and who's at fault for that Ed Woodward I'd say Woodward uh, or you need a stronger manager Uh, Mourinho or you need director of football Mourinho was strong but wasn't strong enough Uh, he he can come out and make all the snarky comments but until Woodward realises that really you need to back your manager as shown the reason where we are the reason we Liverpool are where they are now is because the manager has been backed yeah like we've spent money obviously we've made it but we've spent money on the right players we spent 75 million on a centre back who could win the Ballon d'Or he may not he may do we spent and 60 million on a goalkeeper who is one of the best goalkeepers and in I don't like to say this about Liverpool but and it does pain me to say anything nice about them, but you've been brave enough to not sign anyone in a window. Yeah, exactly. Which is sometimes, signed, which is sometimes yeah, bigger than signing someone. Exactly. We did. We signed. Uh, we spent one point seven million on Harvey Elliott from Fulham and Seth Van der Berg, the who's uh, been banned for Harvey Elliott, yeah, for, yeah. for a very controversial video. <laughs> um, yeah, we're, we're, I don't know if they should laugh about that because it might be very awkward if Harvey Burns, uh, not Harvey Burns, that's last Harvey Elliott. Harvey Elliott ever gets a cap. Mm. because his captain at the minute is the man who it is I mean he's a 16 year old lad he's been banned for two weeks and rightfully so uh, it was an offensive video but he's a 16 year old lad I mean Tom how old are you Tom? Uh, mentally um, 16 yeah I was going to say Tom's a lot older than 16 and he's still doing stupid shizzle 
So, um, yeah. way, way to get rid of those senses. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he's he's been banned. He'll learn from it. Apparently, he's been spoken to by uh, by Jordan and the club as well. So, can we talk about where United are in the league? Well, I mean, we'll finish off this United woe woe is me bit. Do we have to? Week. Yeah. Two points above the relegation zone, on nine points. Otherwise known as one point behind the mighty Newcastle. Exactly, and that actually is kind of our segue first, but I thought, I read um, midweek that Fellaini said a couple of interesting things. Um, he was talking about how Mourinho shouldn't be sacked, he's a world-class manager, but he said there are too many players at that club who straight after they get into the dressing room are on social media. Lingard. Rashford. Rashford, Pogba, Pogba, Pereira. But do you know, yeah. I know obviously the players should have a bit of integrity and not do all this, but should not be a manager or someone around the club saying. Just they did have a manager. They had yeah. Jose Mourinho. Just back, yeah, but that didn't. Even with Mourinho, yeah. you were getting his was still being in that. I, I, so I, think I, want he, to. I mean, he's not. I mean, now I say this, he's going to go and score two against us on Sunday. Oh, but Lingard, Lingard is. He's such a bad influence in that dressing room. The fact that he's he's got his his clothing line, he thinks he's a gangster. If I was Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, and thankfully I'm not, I'd want him out of the club. Get him to Leeds on loan or get him anywhere. You can't get rid of players, though. Because Rashford has looked mopey as hell as Oh, well. Rashford against us was like, absolutely shocking. He hit. He hit. He absolutely hit. There was one fatigue as well about it. Maybe, I'm... but if you, I mean, he is, he is united through and through, isn't he? He's a like, so he's he's like a 22-year-old lad. Yeah. The rumours are that he's injured. The rumours are that he's played injured. But even then, that doesn't you being injured, you playing, yeah, there are certain things that you can't do. But his demeanour is so within him. Playing for his boyhood club, that should be enough buzz to get him through these little niggly injuries that he's picking so, up. I don't think it's so much the injuries, it's just the the the, the way the rest of the team are and like I was saying to you that that last season and he just wasn't getting the service. And he's probably just getting a bit fed up with it, and he's knack- He's probably knackered as well because he's got not. I know we've got like the, the youngsters coming through who can step in, but I've, there's no one really to replace him. There's no one to step in. I, just, and, I agree with that. I agree. There's no one else to shoulder the burden. Marshall's there uh, when he's for me. Fit. Get Greenwood in. Get Greenwood there because on the back of the Newcastle display, Rashford should be, should be nowhere near that first team. But it's not fair on him though because he, he's not. That he's not to me, Tom, sounds like an excuse, and and, and and it's not fair on him. He's fatigued, yeah. But he got I enough mean, chances. He got enough balls to his feet. He, he kept hiding behind defenders, and he is a United boy through and through. Um, and he's he's not playing like it. He might be injured, but there's a, if you're hindered by an injury, that doesn't stop you for at least looking like you're putting in the effort. And I, I look at Dan James. Happened. Dan James is running down that wing every single week, busting his ass. The problem I've got with the United team is that we get it out of defence, there's nothing in midfield, and we've got barely anything up front. So by the time we've got it up front, we've lost all momentum. You've got but a mouthy Scotsman in the midfield. But with, but with James and Rashford... looks really good. But, <laughs> but it, to be fair, there's a lot I work with who said that McTominay... He said it's a bad state of affairs when McTominay's been your best player. Yeah, I did But when that. you've got Rashford on one side and James on the other... And they may play a false nine through the middle or whatever when Marshall's fit. There should be so much pace there to worry teams. Or even play Greenwood through the middle, Rashford on one side, James on the other. Because then there's no excuse there. There's youthful exuberance there. There's 
pace. They might not be clinical enough yet, but you, that comes with games. I just think there's too many excuses. But shouldn't there's you imagine he was a striker? Shouldn't shouldn't that be his one forte? Yeah, course, yeah. Being able to get forwards well, yeah, but, firing at goal. Yeah, exactly. Maybe not scoring, but firing at goal. I, I, I think there's too many excuses going around for Marcus Rashford for Man United fans at the moment because he's a United I've player. not once said he's... He, I, at the moment, he's not good enough, but we've got no one else to put in these well, he has, Yeah, exactly. He has to play. I agree with that. But and I'm um, not making any excuses for him because he... Ha- I, don't just, I don't just mean you. I genuinely don't just mean you. Um, I just think that because he's a United boy, if he was a foreign player that he'd signed, I think he'd be uh, copying a lot more flat than he is doing. Oh, that. yeah. Um, I just think... Yeah, we, we said off mic before that the United-Liverpool game is a really good game for United to have after the, the, the international break because it means your fans don't have to kind of force themselves to get up for the likes of Villa at home. They've got Liverpool. They're not expected to see anything, so anything out of it's a bonus. Mm. It's, it's almost like a free which hit. Is, which is a sad state at first. Because but, but, it, but, it is, but it is a free hit, um, so it is potentially a good game. But, I mean, there's only so long we can talk about. I mean, I could literally talk about how awful Man United are. I'm depressed. Can we talk about something a bit more uplifting? So, say, such as a 19 and 21-year-old brothers, maybe, uh, who a bossed a midfield battle against a, a player one of the greatest pound. clubs in the world in history who made them look mediocre. <laughs> I, I know, I think, I, you can give it them, Steve, surely. They are one of the greatest teams not teams European, clubs. They're so one clubs, of the biggest yeah, clubs. clubs. They're one of the biggest clubs in the world. European history. They're one of the biggest clubs in the world. Two, one teenage, one just over teenage lads showed them how to play. Sean, Sean and Matty Longstaff, yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, but I don't think it's just that those two. I think it's important to mention Steve Bruce as well. Cause well, I said she didn't, I said. He, he made a few changes for the te- for the game uh, and in the team, and all the changes paid off. Because you only need to go back to probably our last episode, which was a quite a while ago, mm. and I was rather negative. Yeah, um, on it a little bit. I'm still, I'm still, I'm, I'm pretty sure you was close to going on the dark web and getting it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still he, negative. I, I think he deserves a lot of credit for, that, for that Newcastle. He played, Steve Bruce he's played really good football against United. I know it was, it's not it was, hard. It was, it was, it, was, it wasn't just pleasing on the eye and it was pleasing on the eye at times but it was effective and he, and he went back to the Rafa it. system where we have five we, we played a 5-4-1 now it does leave Jolinton on his own which is unfair but at the minute you've got to sacrifice one player yeah, but, he, but even then he does hold the ball if he's happy to do that role to be, then that's fine yeah so because it allows St. Maximum and Almiron exactly. to do something. Did you see? Did you see the the, the Almiron should have scored. He should have scored. I agree. But I'm talking about his other wing partner. Did you see about eight Man United players just chasing Saint Maximum just all around the park? It was he, absolutely the, uh, the headband up. Yes, it was. Yes, yeah. he just tore us apart. It was actually I actually cried. It was beautiful. It was, uh, it was quite interesting. I was listening to Craig Hope, uh, who's a journalist up in the northeast, on the radio, and he was talking about. At some point uh, during some recent warm weather training, they were interviewing uh, Sean Longstaff, who, to begin with, he'd said that he hadn't reached the heights his performances last season had this season. Yeah. And he felt like he'd let the summer kind of distract him a little bit. Very honest and open about it. It's a young lad, um, isn't he? Exactly. Like it's very, very, uh, very honest from him. But he did mention to them, he, says, he said to them that you need to keep an eye out for my younger brother because he's better than me. And obviously the journal's like, yeah, yeah, right, okay, we'll see, we'll see. And then you look at the performance and I mean, it's only one performance, but he was he was man of the match before he scored, Matty Longstaff. Yeah, he was. He, he was very before much he scored, was, yeah. he was man of the match. Was a very good goal. Um, what so I especially got... liked was uh, <clears throat> your little gobby 
Scottish Scotsman who isn't Scottish. Uh, yeah, was was trying to wind Matty Longstaff up. Matty Longstaff gave more than what he back, yeah. yeah, more than gave what he had, what he got back. That dive from McTominay is always disgusting. Oh, it's like, <laughs> on Sky. The commentator. There's very little contact there. No, Gary, there was no contact there at all whatsoever. So it's funny that Marnie gets a load of abuse for going over in the area when he was contact. I know I couldn't, but then McTominay, who's British. I mean, we'll say. English I mean, if he soccer. wasn't a Liverpool fan, what he would have said was, "All these foreign players in the Premier League, yeah. they all get lambasted." But no, he had to bring it back to Liverpool. Specific, specific. Okay, that's I like what, specific examples. Yeah, yeah not, type, not general examples, specific examples. The outer towers are very specific, specifically <laughs> bad. Anyway, I'm pretty much done with Newcastle now. I, I, I've not not sure. stopped smiling. It was a great. It was a great result. It's funny. It, it's also funny that I mean. Uh, United are so that two points outside the relegation zone, and if we can beat them on Sunday, there's a chance that you might be in the relegation zone. There was once a manager who Only is at the wheel, boys. There was once a manager who uttered the words, "I'd love it." Yeah, and I'd love it. It would be funny. It would be. Let's talk about um, about. I'm looking the, bo- for, I'm the looking Botley for, lot. I'm, I'm looking through our notes and we've missed a lot, haven't we? They're really? not bottling anymore. They've got rid of the bottle. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk about the bottlers. Because <laughs> since I mean, my mum mentioned uh, a couple of weeks ago because Barca have had a bit of a shocking start, haven't they? Initially, and Spurs have as well. It looks like we've broken both Barca and Spurs. <laughs> but generally, since the Champions <laughs> League, recovered. <laughs> generally, since the Champions League final, they haven't recovered. And we play Paul in the Champions League final. And if I was a Spurs fan, I'd be ruining that day. When's the next time they're going to get a Champions League final? Get to a Champions League final? They had a real chance at winning their first ever European Cup because we played Paul that day. Um, and, and they just didn't. And they've not won a, an away game in all of 2019, which is bad in itself because that encompasses what came before the Champions League final. But Poch just doesn't look like he wants to be there anymore. No. Uh- and it's been a long old journey, hasn't it? From when Mourinho got sacked and Poch was all, it was all Poch is coming, Poch is mm. coming. And then obviously things have panned out the way it is. Poch said last, just after the Champions League, that he felt like, I can't quite remember the quotes, but it was along the lines of, he's done all he could with this squad. He said it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, he said it before and That after. was the sentiment yeah, of, of he Poch. Said before, he said, he's, he's basically said that before and after at times. And he's always... He's never ruled himself out of jobs like yeah. the United job or the Real Madrid job. Um, and he probably has a point. I mean, you look at that squad. But what does that do to players' minds? So if you're playing for a manager and you're thinking, you might not be in a few months. What's the point of playing what's for What's the point of playing for him? But then on the flip side of it, from the players' uh, perspective, you've got a few players there who thought they would have probably left in the summer, like Danny Rose, like Alderweireld, like Christine Eriksen, who wanted to leave, who weren't allowed to leave because they were mm. priced out of the market. And now they're still at the club where they don't want to be. So you've got a manager who doesn't want to be there. You've got certain players who don't want to be there. It all adds up to an absolutely awful situation for Spurs fans. But they, they, they've they made some shrewd signings this summer. And Dombele, I wouldn't say shrewd. He's a midfielder that they needed. But who does he replace? Dembele. He's not, he doesn't do what... He doesn't shield the ball. Dembele, Moussa Dembele... And I'll, and I'll say it's one of my mates is Spurs fans, and when he was there, they used to have a joke that if there was no Dembele in the first 11, it was no Dembele, no points. Because he, yeah. he was so vital to their midfield. He never lost the... And watching him as an opposing fan, he never lost the ball. Yeah. Ever. I mean, and Dombele is more of the kind of like energetic bursting from midfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Dembele could burst, but he never lost the ball and he shielded the ball and he brought his teammates. He was that. He was that. He, he was that sort of mould of like your Kantes and uh, more. I think he was thought, more cultured than Kante. Yeah, but, but more thought defensively first and then But he was fantastic forward. defensively. He yeah, had yeah. everything. Whereas Ndombele, it's going to take time. He's young lad though, isn't he? So, yeah, but, he is. you know, They've also bring in Lo Celso, which is, I think, if you look at his Betis record, he's an incredible player, but it's that is the thing. It's the Premier League. It's a very different league. Look at Danny Carrera. So, uh, Arsenal, he's come in and he's, apart from one game against us, he's been really quite good. Yeah, and that's he, true. And that's from La Liga. So, I don't think they bought shrewdly at all, if I'm being honest. I think Ndombele, quite a few people wanted him and he was a good signing. Sessegnon, I don't understand. I think I think what they needed to do was get rid of the players that wanted out and replace them. For me, I said it, I think Ericsson, I said it on the podcast. Let Ericsson go to Real I said, get rid of Ericsson. He's he's a good player, but he's not. And how the money you could get for him, you could get two players in who could I think part of bolster reason, your squad. I think part of the reason they didn't do that, one, it was slim pickings to replace him, and two, they maybe don't, Trust Deli Ali. Deli Ali's well, gone off the boil in the last couple Without a doubt, yeah. And that's that's interesting. You and look if, at you look at our two as in and, and this is probably taking us towards a conversation we're next gonna have. If you look at England's two central attacking midfielders of choice over the last few years, Lingard and Deli Ali, mm. both have not kicked on whatsoever. No. Deli Ali's I mean Lingard's a bit older, isn't he? But Deli not Ali, by much though. But Deli Ali was seen as the next. I mean, people were calling him the next Paul Gascoigne, which was mad because he had that eighteen months where he was unstoppable. Yeah, there was. Yeah. The problem is now he's gone backwards. I wouldn't even say I wouldn't even say he's stagnated. He's gone backwards. He's a worse player now than he was a few yeah. years ago, and that's an issue for Spurs because you've got Christian Eriksen who's playing like he doesn't want to be there. Deli Ali who's gone backwards, and Don who's going to take time to settle in. So and Harry Kane, who's never really recovered from the World Cup. Well, yeah, exactly. He will, he will always get you gold, but he needs. But he's he not getting them on. There. Like, do you remember a couple of years ago? Like, people were saying he's going to do it. He's going to beat the Shearer record. He's going to be nowhere near the Shearer no. record at the end of his career because he's not. He's not now scoring twenty plus goals a season. Because he's, he's injured. Yeah, that's the issue. Yeah. If he can stay fit this year for Spurs, then and and obviously subsequent seasons. I think, but will they have the service? That's the thing. That's what we're, that's what we're arguing, aren't we? The, the service is not there because there's either players not wanting to be there or there's just lack of quality. Yeah. I mean, you look at this Jake, uh, Jack Clark <coughs> lad who's still at Leeds. They don't play him, so they've they've spent ten million on a lad who doesn't get a game in the championship. Yeah. No, it's an interesting one, and it does bring us on uh, well to our next one. We'll just do a quick top four prediction at this point I mean our prediction uh, sure, didn't go very Newcastle well. top <laughs> I mean our predictions United have never second. gone well so if, no, if, for, we're, if, for me. We're, if we're to think that Liverpool and City saw first and second we don't need to talk about where but if Liverpool and City he does are, want to but he's no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm going to say Chelsea third because I think Chelsea are going to are going to kick on this season yeah it's and I would say it. fourth is out, I'm going to cop out but I'm going to oh, say out of two teams oh, I'm going to say it's going to be either Leicester Oh, I mean, this is in the cop out now. It's, it's Chelsea and Leicester, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> no, Liverpool City, Chelsea, Leicester. So I'm going to go uh, Liverpool and City, not bothered. Well, obviously, I am bothered where they finish, but it'll be top two. I think Leicester will finish in the top four, probably fourth. The only thing that worries me about Leicester is I say that, and I've seen them play, and they're a good side. But they've gone away to Liverpool and United now and come away with zero points. And they really should have beaten you at Old Trafford. So that worries me. They're away, of course. 
Yeah, it worries me that they couldn't beat United away, but I'm going to go Leicester and Chelsea. Um, I just don't. Arsenal, apparently, I've heard a story in the news today that Emery's in trouble if he doesn't get top four after what they yeah. spent. Spurs, I think they, they're leaving themselves far too much to do. But Arsenal, you look Palace at Arsenal, good. Arsenal are one point behind City. So I'm, I'm going to go. I've gone Chelsea, Leicester. It's not a cop out. I think Arsenal could push. And but but my prediction is more want. I'd quite like to see Leicester in the in the Champions yeah, League too. again. So Chelsea and Leicester with, so, with Tom, Arsenal, Spurs, and United. So Tom, yours is going to be Blackburn, Chorley. With you, if you get invited to a game, you're a fan. Um, Who do you reckon top four? I think if City don't bolster in January with the defensive problems they've got with the injuries. I reckon you'll you'll get the league the league title. City obviously second with that. Um, I'd like to see Leicester push on towards that them top two. So mainly just because we're awful and I'd like someone else to get up there because I don't want Arsenal or Chelsea to get anywhere near it. Um, I'll go Leicester. I can see Chelsea doing it because. Lampard looks like he's getting them, them kids playing well. So we've all we, gone we were talking, weren't we, before, just really quickly, <laughs> yeah. and you made a good point. This this transfer ban is probably the best thing that's happened Best thing, yeah, I've said this to a couple of people. It's, it's brave what they've done. Well, it's, it's, it's not brave, it's, it's really, they've, been forced, yeah. they've been forced to do it. Uh, it's the best. If they hadn't had the transfer ban, they'd have ended up going out, spending millions and millions to replace Hazard, and they've not been able to do that. I mean, plus, it gave, it's given Frank, like... An excuse. A twelve, a twelve month free hit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just like um, oh, cracking it. There, there is. There's no one really else you could have talked about Allegri coming in, but I mean, you've tried the whole pragmatic Italian manager and yeah, Conte, Ancelotti, uh, Sari. You might as well. Um, you might as well go for Frank, who was available, pretty much available. Chelsea boy. There is um, one team who. On the back of the transfer window, well, not just the last transfer window, and, the last three or four transfer yeah, windows. Who we should really be talking about? Yeah, they should be in this discussion, but they're not. Not all in this discussion. They're actually in the bottom three. They are. They're in eighteen. And it makes me smile. It makes my heart sink. Why is that, Steve? Because it's Everton Football Club. Everyone's now, laughing at Everton. <laughs> I, I, I've said quite a bit. I've, I've liked the business they've done, especially this year. But people say that every year, and they strengthen in the wrong places. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I like Moise, I like the whole Moise Keane signing. I think he's going to be really good in but two not, seasons' but he's, time. But he's, he's not on now signing. But he's not done anything. Like he's Yeah, but he's a 90-year-old boy. Exactly, exactly. No, I agree. I agree. Andre yeah. Gomez, I like that signing. Uh, Gabarman, whatever his name is, don't know much about him from Mines. Yeah. Delph, I think, quite a true it's a signing. Sh- but it's, it's a no-brainer, but again... None of these players they've brought in, including Alex Awobi for thirty odd million, have done anything for them. What they need, and the one signing—I uh, mean, the one signing that I'm at a complete lossal for words—is uh, is Jonas. Never mind, just a bit of comedy for yeah, you. It's just terrible, Simon. It's absolutely awful. That was awful. <laughs> I thought it was worth United's performance. Right, so was, but to get rid of it just a gate and not really replace that, that, yeah, that type so of it, just a game, uh, they've had an injury uh, to the lad who's come in to replace him, so that's a bit of an issue. The problem is, you've gone and spent twenty-five million on Moise Keane and thirty-five million on a Wobie. So that's sixty million. Twenty-seven point three six. So it's transfer market is saying so. Well, I'm assuming I'm Keane or Iwobi. Uh, Iwobi. So twenty-seven on a Wobie. How much on Keane? Twenty-four. So o- over fifty million. 
on two on players. Two players. Yeah. On one who might or might not be ready in two years, and one who is Has very a good much crack. He's okay. Yeah. So there's fifty odd million there. But you name me, and apart from Serge, you name me an Arsenal winger who's come oh, through the youth who no, has no, done no, something. No, I mean, that's not that's nobody. But my point is, there's fifty odd million there that Everton have spent on Maurice Keane and Alex Iwobi, where they could have gone out and replaced Lukaku. Fifty million doesn't get you the best. Well, they tried to replace Lukaku million. with Maurice Keane, but it's not a no sign. Well, but it has to be. It has to be. If they want to be in the top four yeah. for that lovely new stadium. If they want to be in the top six for that lovely new stadium, they need to go and replace. Down on docks. Yeah, down on docks. And it is an impressive looking stadium. There's no doubt about that. When, when if it gets built. So go and spend that fifty million that you've gone on potential and an Arsenal winger, and go and spend it on a striker who's going to bag you 15, 20 goals a season because that's what you've missed. What does a Wolby bring Everton that they haven't had before? What does Keane bring Everton now that they haven't had before? Their recruitment over the last few years, considering that every Everton fan that I've seen or spoken to after a transfer window said, "Yeah, this is it. We've got the squad now. We've got this. We're going to push top six. Uh, to be fair to them, I've never heard them say they'll push top four. Apart from, apart, apart from the sensationalist <coughs> ones on Twitter, but everyone, every club's got those. I do see them saying they're going to push top six after the last two or three transfer windows, summer transfer windows. And I say to them, how? Where are your goals coming from? It's not just that end of the pitch that you're worried about either. I mean, and Pickford, who is England's number one, is actually becoming more... I mean, what, about 18 months ago? 12 months to 18 months ago? He was rightfully England's number one. But mistakes seem to have creeped into. Do you know what it is? It's that it's that mac and blood just coming out. No, it's. I I mean it's quite nice, and I'd probably say it's probably the derby. It seems he made more mistakes since that. You know, dropping yeah. onto Origi's head, because you didn't hear any mistakes from him before that game, and since then it's constant. Um, it's his tiny arms. And, and it doesn't carry its effect. I call it. Yeah, his yeah, tiny arms. I like that. Little T Rex hands. Carrius has gone from strength to strength. Lads, so. lads, lads. We don't want a 14 day ban. Come on. No, no, we can't. No, no, no we can't. No. Carrius <laughs> has gone from strength to strength since leaving Liverpool. Did you not see his mistake with the shake task? That was so it was it's not, There's not only been one. Let, let's, let's just knee my defender in the face <laughs> when he's about to head it back to me. By the time he's retired, there's going to be a probably a 25, 30 minute conversation. He just needs to stop talking. Like He came out and said, Yeah, my contract's still with Liverpool. I could go back there. No lies. No, no, you can't. There, no. there is a certain person there. I'm, not going to I'm pretty sure Lonergan is probably probably better placed yeah, than, than what so, he is. Exactly. Um, and just finishing off with Everton, you look at, I mean, a couple of years ago, they signed Michael Keane for, what, 20-odd million? And he looked like a decent signing For a first. few games. Yeah. And, and he's it, tactically, his position is all over the place. And when you've got Maguire, and this brings us on to our next bit, you've got Maguire and Keane playing for England, who neither of them, Particularly bright footballers who can marshal well, that line. Showed last you're night, gonna concede, it? You're going to concede goals. It showed last night in the fact that we got beaten for the first time in what was it? Ten, ten, years. ten years. Ten years in the qualifying. The first goal was just. I must, just I must admit to all three of our listeners that I didn't watch football. I mean, if if they I didn't watch uh, football. Watch the international football. If you've listened to us for this long, you'll know my exact feelings on international football. You like it, but don't the you? Nations League, man, love it. What? Like, honestly? Really? Anyway, uh, Premier League. <laughs> um, so, coming up in the next round of fixtures, there's some These pretty are big home dingers. Yeah. Um, um, so, there's United-Liverpool <laughs> game it, at... Sunday. What do you refer to 
Old Trafford has. Swamp. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're going to head to Chelsea, which I'm, it's a game I'm looking forward to. We're going to get beat. We are a couple of mates who I know are travelling down. So yeah, it's a, it's a game I'm looking forward to watching. Spurs Watford. Watford could definitely do a job there. Is it Watford? That's an interesting game because Spurs should walk all over Watford uh-huh. the way they're playing. Uh-huh. But Watford will go there knowing that Spurs are struggling. Yeah. Uh, Palace City. No, that could be a. Palace have been a bit of a bogey team for City in recent and years. And they're like sixth, aren't they? Yeah, they've done. I mean, they won at West Ham, didn't they? Yeah, they've done a great job. He's doing a very good yeah. job with what he's got. Um, Sheffield United, Arsenal. I mean, Arsenal should win that. But, but see, Sheffield United have I'm, come into the league and have held their own. Sheffield the United at, at Sheffield United, at Bramall Lane. Uh, we were there a couple of weeks ago. They played really... We, we didn't deserve to win. It's as simple as that. It's that Yorkshire they spirit. Bit, they, were, no, they were really good. Oh, great. Atmosphere, yeah. atmosphere there was, was bouncing as well. All so. the mind. Each player was promised three sheep. <laughs> It'll be interesting. And a barricade. <laughs> It'll be interesting. And a whip it. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you whip it? A whip it dog, it's a Yorkshire thing. I don't know. If you ever go down to Leeds, there's about three fans in the stadium and one of them's a dog. Good lord. What's the name? What's her name? Katie. Uh, and the last game, which is... Uh, I, which is I've put, I've put that one there because obviously they're chasing top four, but Leicester Burnley, because Burnley are playing well as well this year. So I wish I could talk like maybe. Sean Dyche. Well, that gravel. Yeah. He swallowed. If he'd been a teacher, I could, if I could talk like Sean Dyche, he's I think he basically I'd... had a pint of gravel. Hasn't he? <laughs> that's what his Every board is. Well, that's just walking through Burnley. <laughs> this this feels strange. We're, we're, we're closing we're closing a, a regular episode of the Out of Town as well. I think we'll see you again in six what, months. What have we not mentioned? <laughs> right. If you want to find us on Twitter, we're on. We're at, what, what are we at top? At Towner's Podcast. At Towner's Podcast. Our social man is not on the, on the beat right now. He's not been on the ball all no. episode. Have you never been on the episode to put out. <laughs> um, we, are, we are in partnership with Ch- uh, Chorley Football Club. Yeah, uh, we've, got we've got our Victory Park edition. We are, give yeah. it a listen. Um, yeah. It is obviously very Chorley-centric, but um, it's if, about the trials like, and tribulations of the National League. Yeah, yeah, not National like, League. Yeah, yeah, yeah National League. League. Yeah, if you like your football, not just top flight Premier League, if you like hearing about what can National I League. <laughs> and <laughs> and like hearing it. about Stephen's infatuations with Chris Holroyd's hair. Go for it. Beard. And his beard. And his beard, sorry. Don't forget the beard. Um, and I believe we're going to try and get a website sorted. We've been saying this since we've the podcast so began. Well, but it's down to Tom now. Like. You forgot Instagram. God, go oh, on. So what's Instagram the Instagram? Too. So the Instagram is, it's just out of towners. <laughs> yeah, just search out of towners. But we're also we're on Spotify. We're, on, we're not uh, on Spotify. We are on Spotify. Are we on Spotify? We are. Good Lord. God, Simon. Simon you still are we? we are on Spotify. I'm not in charge of the social media. We're on Spotify. Means. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on all major podcast streaming sites. So and if you, so follow, if you follow Stephen, he'll remind you of we've got an episode every six months for about three weeks. So yeah, will, there's yeah. no excuse. <laughs> uh, as always, thank you for listening. Um, I, I could say that we'll be back next week, but that would be... Probably a lie. Oh, no, I'm on half term. <laughs> we might be back next week maybe we'll have to see social Simon's back <laughs> exactly thank you for listening and we'll catch you next time cheers man. Yeah.